Welcome to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education, where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Well, good afternoon. My name is Daniel Ostorf, and I serve as our Director of Alumni Engagement here at Laterno University. And all that means is that I get the privilege and the joy of connecting with our over 25,000 alumni around the world. And those of you who are alumni or know alumni, you know that God has not only done incredible things for our alumni, but continues to do amazing things through them around the world for his glory and for the good of their neighbors. And so each uh, time I sit down with, with alumni on these alumni conversations every other week, it is an incredible joy to get to hear the stories of what our alumni are up to. And I hope they are an encouragement to you in the same way that they are a tremendous encouragement to you, to me. Well, today we get to sit down with three alumni who have served and poured back into Laterno in, in multiple ways, sometimes as faculty, sometimes as staff, sometimes as a parent of current or past students. But currently, all three of these alumni are serving on advisory councils and boards here at the university, giving leadership over the university and guiding uh, and giving some guidance and wisdom and expertise that way. You know, one of the things that I've really enjoyed over the last seven years of being on faculty and staff here is knowing that as a university, we are guided not by the single input of, of one individual, but by the wisdom and counsel of alumni and faculty and staff and students. So today we get to hear from several alumni who are involved in those conversations as we seek to continue to be faithful to the mission that God has called this university to and the faculty and staff who are here as we serve our students. Well, let me share a couple of quick announcements with you before I introduce our guests for today. First of all, our winter edition of the Now Magazine is about to drop to mailboxes. So if you have not received that in the past and would like to, please contact our office at alumni at letu.edu. In addition, we're currently in our end of year fundraising drive. And so as you know, with COVID-19, there's been incredible need both as an institution and in the families of our students. So as an institution, we are looking to raise an extra million dollars this year to help students who, who uh, really need some extra relief. Maybe a parent lost a job. Maybe they weren't able to, to secure the job they had planned on or the internship. And so they came to us with those extra needs saying, I really can't return to Laterno without that help. And so we as an institution came alongside them to make that possible. So we're looking to raise that extra million dollars of COVID relief. And if you would like to join us in that, we are looking for partners to help meet those needs. A couple of exciting things. We have alumni and friends of the university who have agreed to match the first $250,000 given this month. And so if you have considered giving but haven't given yet, I want to invite you to give a, a gift of $5 that would become $10, a gift of $50 that would become $100 through this match, maybe a $500 gift that would become $1,000. You can do that at letu.edu slash give and give that way, or you can send a check in to the university as well. We hope you'll consider giving. At the end of our time today, I'll also introduce you to several other ways you can give. Uh, a lot of corporations will match your charitable donations. We'll talk about that at the end. But I want to encourage you to give. I want to tell you a quick story. You know, 
we all know students who could, couldn't have come to Letourneau were it not for the generosity of donors, friends, and alumni. And in this edition of The Now Magazine, you'll get to read the story of one. Winton Hancock graduated in 1953. Winton Hancock had applied to several schools throughout the Missouri and Midwest area. And in his senior year, he found out about Letourneau Technical Institute. Well, he applied for one of the few scholarships at the time that were available and he received it. He drove down here on his um, Harley Davidson 250, topped out at 45 miles an hour. So it was a two day journey from Missouri and spent four years here. Winton Hancock has then spent a career working for NASA and is still in his late 80s training engineers and mechanics around the world on heavy machinery. He could not have come here were it not for the generosity of friends and donors of the university and alumni. And so I want to encourage you, if you've considered giving, um, that that really is a huge help and continues to make Letourneau affordable and available for students uh, who otherwise couldn't be here. Well, with that, let me go ahead and uh, introduce you to our guest today. Three alumni who continue to pour in the university and make it possible for us to do what we do as a university and to be better and to grow in the ways we do that. So I wanna, I'm going to start from graduation year. So I'll start by introducing Bill Anderson. Bill Anderson graduated from Letourneau in 1971. He came here in 1966 and in 1969 met his wife, Nan. Bill and Nan just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary this past August. So a huge congratulations to them both. Love that testimony of faithfulness to one another and um, the role the Lord has had in sustaining their marriage and also blessing their marriage. They um, have two sons and a daughter and eight grandchildren. And hopefully they'll get to see some of them this holiday season. Well, while here, Bill was student body treasurer, student senate rep, a gold key club member, chair of the student activities committee, what we now know as the YAC committee. He was an RA at the time. And a special highlight for Bill during his time here was that in 1969, he was uh, invited to escort Mom Letourneau to homecoming that year. So got to go pick her up, bring her to homecoming, be her escort for the evening and take her home. And that was one of her sweetest, uh, one of his best memories of that time. Well, he graduated in 1971 with multiple degrees, a biblical studies degree, a mission degree. And then he went on in, into leadership and entre on coaching um, leaders around the world. Uh, he worked with the American Management Association and the President's Program and its management course uh, over 30 years. For more than 38 years, Bill has been involved in executive leadership. He spent 24 years as the president and CEO of the Christian Booksellers Association, an international association, trade association, that at its peak had over 3,000 stores, 850 supply members, and was represented, represented over 35 countries around the world. Bill has offered, authored over 400 published articles on leadership, management, ministry, and business, and has served on the board of over 15 organizations. We're so thankful that in this season, Bill serves as the chairman of our board of trustees. He really does see the service of leadership, both in his own leadership, but also guiding others to become better leaders as his gift, his calling, and his life work. Well, Bill joined the board of trustees in 2007, and as I mentioned a few minutes ago, now serves as our uh, board chairman. So with that, let me go ahead and bring Bill in to join us. Bill, thanks so much for joining us today. Bill, I believe you're joining us from uh, somewhere up in the Northeast. Uh, actually, Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's right. You're in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Sorry. My, my mistake. Well, how's Colorado treating you? Is there snow on the ground? No snow on the ground, but we're supposed to get some this evening. So we're getting ready for Christmas. Well, for those of us stuck in East Texas who probably won't see snow this year, enjoy it for us um, and throw a snowball for us. Okay. Well, Bill, it's good to have you today. Thanks for joining us. Our next guest today is Roger Kiefer. Roger graduated in 1976. He started his time at Letourneau in 1972, graduated as a physical education major, um, 
During his time here, he served as the intramural sports director. He was a member of the baseball and the wrestling team. He has favorite, his, some of his favorite memories as far as classes are apologetics with Dr. John Stuber, speech with Dr. Harold Fleming, his Old Testament survey class with Dr. Ken McKinley, and he says every single history course he took with Dr. Ken Durham. He lived in uh, Tyler East, so he's a 3B uh, resident, and he married his high school sweetheart, Robin. He and Robin just celebrated their 46th wedding anniversary, so another testimony of faithfulness, and what an encouragement to us uh, to see these marriages that have lasted the test of time uh, and a testimony to God's faithfulness. Well, after he graduated from here, uh, Roger went on to, uh, to obtain a Master of Science from the University of Wyoming. He returned to Letourneau as a teacher in our physical education program. He coached our wrestling and baseball uh, programs, which some of you know him from. He was here for seven years before he went on to do his doctorate, before we wooed him back to the university, and he came back as our Associate Dean of Admissions and Records. Over the next eight years, Roger spent um, both guiding and strengthening our admissions program until he left in 1992 as the Dean of Enrollment Management. Over the subsequent years, he served at a number of different Christian colleges and universities institutions. He spent over 37 years in Christian higher education and higher education in general. He retired as Senior VP for Enrollment at Trinity Univer International University in Deerfield, Illinois. Well, he's one of those retirees that never really retires. And so in his retirement, he started a consulting company. And Roger continues to consult around the country for Christian higher education institutions, as well as serving us here at Letourneau in an advisory role. Roger has served on the Alumni Council now for several years, um, since 2016, and he now currently serves as our chair and president of our Alumni Council. So with that, let me go ahead and welcome in Roger. Roger, welcome. So glad you're with us today. Thank you. Good to be well, here. Roger, you're joining us from somewhere in Tennessee. Is that right? Yes, Bell Buckle, Tennessee. It's about an hour south of Nashville. Okay, so Bell Buckle, Tennessee, not Belt Buckle, but Bell is in bell. Ring the Bells. That's correct. Okay, well, it's good to have you. Roger, one thing I forgot to mention is uh, your kids and grandkids. So tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, four, four children uh, and 11 grandkids. Uh, we, we have twins, and one of our daughters has twins. So, uh, wow. They come fast in our in our in our family. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, my mom was a twin. My wife and I are both twins, so we were afraid we might end up with quadruplets by the end of our story. But that wasn't the Lord's plan for us. Okay, so eleven grandkids for you, Bill. You got eight. So you guys will both. Will either of you get to see your grandkids this Christmas with COVID? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Maybe not all of them. Okay. So some special times, hopefully ahead in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we just spent Thanksgiving with uh, three in Illinois, and we will spend uh, Christmas season with five of them here in Colorado Springs. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Roger, what about you? Who all we get to be with next week or in two weeks' well, time? Yeah, there's some uncertainty to that. If we travel a little bit, we might get to see them all. Uh, okay. we, we live near four of them, so we'll see them for sure. The other two, it's still a little bit uh, iffy. Okay. Well, pray for wisdom for both of you, but I hope you do get to wrap your arms around your kids and grandkids this holiday season. Let's go ahead and introduce our third guest for today. Um, our third guest is Dan DeFrancesco. Dan was here at Letourneau from 1979 to 1982. He was a Dorm 40 resident and was already there for two years. He served as Student Senate President from 1981 to 1982 and graduated in 1982 with a mechanical engineering degree. After that, Dan, actually during his time, at the end of his time here and then following, Dan worked in our admissions office 
And it is time here in 1985 as the assistant director of admissions. In fact, one fun story we just figured out is Dan and, well, I just learned, was Dan and Roger actually worked together for a couple of years there at the end of Dan's time and the beginning of Roger's second stint here um, in the 1980s. Well, like Bill, Dan met his bride here at Letourneau. So he and Kathy have now been married for 37 years. Um, and congratulations to both of them. Again, an incredible testimony of faithfulness there. They have two children and one son-in-law who all attended Letourneau. Eva Francesco, now Stevens, graduated in 2018 with a nursing degree. If you join us back in August, we actually had Eva on for one of these alumni conversations talking about the, her experience as a nurse in a COVID unit uh, during the pandemic. His son, John Francesco, also graduated in 2018 with a biology degree. And then now his son-in-law, Luke Stevens, graduated in 2018 as well with a civil engineering degree. Wow, that was an incredible year. Uh, for their family. In 2019, Dan was inducted in the Letourneau Academy of Engineering and Engineering Technology. He currently serves as the vice chairman of our alumni council alongside Roger, and he also has just been appointed the chairman of our board for the Letourneau University Foundation. For 34 years, Dan worked uh, at Lockheed Martin Gravity Systems in Niagara Falls, New York. He was a chief mechanical engineer, a program manager, a technical director, a business development manager, and an international portfolio manager. He holds four U.S. patents, interestingly enough, for gravity sensors and applications, and has published 35 peer-reviewed publications and technical journals. He retired in September of this year and has started a consulting company. So if you piece together his story, Dan worked in Niagara Falls for 34 years, and he has a patent in gravity sensors. So the new consulting company is Niagara Gravity Consulting that started up in September. And so we're excited for this new season that God has him in. Dan and his wife serve on the Homeschool for New York Loving Education at Home State Board and are advocates of homeschooling there in their state. And he has served with uh, the Gideons International for the last 32 years. So let me go ahead and bring Dan in. Dan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, it's my privilege to be with you all. Really grateful that you've given us time. To all three of you, I'm grateful that you agreed to spend this time with us. Now, you know, our theme for today is this idea that alumni continue to play such an important role in the university after they graduate. And I think oftentimes alumni might get the feeling, oh, I, I've been there, I've paid my bill, and now I move on. Well, the three of you have actively chosen to, to re-engage with Letourneau. So what I'd love to do in this first question is talk to us a little bit about your role and when you re-engage with Letourneau and why, and why that you've continued to be a part of what Letourneau is doing today. So let's see, we'll, we'll do it in the order I introduce you. So Bill, let's start with you, then Roger, then Dan. What's your role today? And why, you know, in some time past, did you choose to come back and get involved with Letourneau as an alum? Well, I, uh, I'm currently the chairman of the uh, Board of Trustees, and it's a great honor to serve on the board uh, where I can make a significant difference in giving back to Moterno. And board service is not a life sentence. Our terms are four years. Uh, you can re-up for a second four-year term, but after that you have to step off for a while and they may or may not invite you back. I've been fortunate to be invited back a, a time or two, so I've been serving on the board on and off since 2007. But my term will finish um, this coming November. And so we're looking for a few good men and women and if, um, if you're an alum with uh, capacity and competencies for board service, I would uh, love for you to, um, and encourage you to consider this. It's a marvelous experience. It's such an honor to, um, to, to get to know fellow alums and other business leaders and pastors and, and people from different backgrounds. About half of our board, I would say, are alums. 
and so it's um, it's it's very heavily uh, influenced and serviced by alumni. And um, our board size is about 24 individuals, and it's a privilege to to serve with highly qualified men and women who uh, have these competencies and knowledge, skills, abilities, spiritual gifts, experience that they bring to the board table. And it's important for all of us to, uh, to know and to understand this is not an operations board. We do not run the, uh, the, the university. The board's job is not to run the university, it's to ensure that the university is run well. And we have a very competent president in Dr. Lunsford. We have a very competent uh, staff that he has hired and marvelous faculty. And one of the reasons, Daniel, that I wanted to, uh, to give back and serve at Maternal is um, as, a, uh, as a former president, I reported to a board of directors for 24 years, and that was an ever-changing board. And uh, so in most years, we had new people coming in and, and other people cycling off. And um, I learned the value of having a strong and engaged board of directors. And I wanted to be able to contribute from my own experience and uh, realizing the value of having a board that comes alongside a president and uh, uh, a board that is strategic, future focused, consequential and results oriented. And uh, the maternal board is a governance board, not an operations board. And by governing board, I mean, we set strategic direction. We, uh, we govern by, by policies. And um, some of our chief responsibilities are to guard and promote the purpose and mission. And our mantra is no mission drift on our watch. Uh, and Laterno is by design and on purpose, unabashedly, unapologetically Christ-centered. And we believe that our students deserve a remarkable education and we value hands-on learning. And we are committed to the education of the whole person, not just the mind, but uh, the relational part, the emotional part, and certainly the spiritual part. And so the, uh, the, uh, the heritage and the legacy of R.G. Letourneau over your left shoulder there, Daniel, lives on in the lives of students. And our job as a board is to make sure that uh, Letourneau University is around for the next generation of students. And we can all have a hand in that, not only in serving, but in giving. So uh, Dan and I have been privileged to be able to do both. Bill, that's so, so helpful. And thanks for that answer, because I think there's a couple of things there that that I, I know will resonate with our alumni encourage them. One, I think every alumni of every institution, not just Letourneau, is worried about mission drift. We've had an incredible mm -hmm. transformative experience during our time there. And, and you start, you know, you can sometimes hear rumors, well, things aren't quite the way they used to be, or, or the building I loved is gone. Is it still the same institution? And I think as a staff member and faculty member, that's been one of the things I've been so grateful to the board is keeping mm -hmm. us on target, keeping us mission focused. Dan, uh, Bill, well, one thing yeah. that I'll, oh, go ahead. I was going to say prayer is a, an important part of our service. And when we were going through, uh, well, we're still in COVID, aren't we? But when all COVID broke loose initially, uh, we as a board of trustees committed ourselves to praying for the university. We prayed for the university together corporately for, um, for six months, uh, eight weeks in a row, every Wednesday. And then for four months following that on the middle uh, Wednesday of the month, uh, but very specific prayer requests, and our theme verse was from Ephesians 3, now to him who is able to do exceedingly more than all we ask or could even imagine, to him be glory and so forth. And uh, we, we witnessed the hand of God providing, we witnessed his strong mighty right arm of protection, 
and we witnessed his fingerprints all over the work of the uh, the leadership on campus, the faculty and the students. It was just marvelous to have a front row seat to see God still at work at Laterno. Uh, it was miraculous the way Laterno was founded. I tell you, it's miraculous the way Laterno continues. But that's because of intentionality in this commitment. We never slide uphill, do we? We drift towards the swamp. And part of the job of the, the board, part of our one of our chief responsibilities is guarding the mission and encouraging uh, the, the, the people who are leading and teaching and um, influencing our blessed and, and uh, precious university to be faithful to Christ under the authority of the scriptures, living by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bill, thank you. And I, I just have to echo your guys' prayer and commitment to prayer over this last six months has been such a pivotal part, I think, in leading the university to trust the Lord through some really uncertain days. So I'm really grateful for that. I want to make a quick just sort of plug. Bill wrote an excellent newsletter and update for our alumni and our friends and our family and our donors that went out the, earlier this fall. If you did not receive that newsletter, there really is just a list of ways God showed up in some incredible ways for us as a university and some really practical ways to pray as a university and join our board in praying uh, for God's continued provision and guidance. Let me know. Send us an email at alumni at letu.edu that you would like a copy of that, and I will get it in the mail to you uh, so you can be encouraged but also equipped to join us in prayer for that. Well, thank you, Bill. Let's go on. Roger, share with us your story. Your story is a little bit different. You spent 15 years here um, as a faculty and staff member, and then you came back a little bit later as an advisor in an advisory role. So pick whatever part of that story you want as far as why you continue to stay plugged into Laterno and why you continue to serve in the way you do and kind of what difference you think that makes in who we are, but also in the role that alumni have here. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. I, I, um, I did spend a, a good portion of my career. I, I always say to my uh, friends in the enrollment management area, I say I cut my teeth at Laterno, my alma mater in, in the enrollment world because I was a coach, I was a teacher, I was on, on the faculty at Laterno enjoyed that immensely went back to graduate school and and uh, kind of was at a crossroads uh, when I was working on my doctorate and trying to decide uh, uh, from uh, on three different paths either to continue coaching or to continue an academic career uh, or to uh, move into administration and I remember when I uh, did my exit interview with Dick Barry who was a very short time, interim president who happened to be president at the time that I that I went on my leave of absence to work on my doctorate. He said, we just want you to know that uh, the coaching position that you're leaving may or may not be open when 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 you're when you come back from this leave of absence. Uh, but if it's not, we want you to know that we think you have some gifts in administration and we want you to start thinking about whether you would be interested in an administrative role which I had never thought about before, but I did at that point. And so I had three choices uh, when I went on to, to graduate school at that point. And, and, and as you said, a year later, uh, they invited me back as the associate dean of admissions and records. And, uh, and then the rest was history. I stayed in, in, in higher education administration for my entire career. Uh, a couple of interesting things about my reconnect to, to Laterno. Uh, for, for one thing, I, I always held near and dear in my heart my experience as a student at Laterno. It was a pivotal time in life as it is for everybody at those ages, and it couldn't have been a better match for me and, and my needs. And so God saw fit to, to move me from Pennsylvania to, 
Texas to go to college and me not knowing for sure why, uh, and maybe not even having that close of a relationship with, with, with the Holy Spirit at that time, he knew why, and it, and it made a huge difference in my life and shaped the, my entire future was shaped uh, by my experience at Laterno. So it's always been especially uh, meaningful to me. The, the other experience that I had was I, I got to move around a little bit and, and see uh, higher education from, from the perspective of a few other institutions, all of them really fine institutions, but uh, but when I compared, and, uh, and not to slam anybody else, but uh, when I compared, I always still had this kind of thing about Laterno is still the best. And, uh, and I guess we all feel that way about our alma mater, but it made a difference in my life. And I saw some very clear things where, where I was a good fit for Laterno as a student. I was a good fit for Laterno as a faculty member. I was a good fit for Laterno as a staff member, as an administrator. And, uh, and even as I went and worked at other institutions, I was still a good fit at Laterno. And, um, and so once I did retire from, from, an, uh, uh, from a career, 37 year career in, in higher education, I started doing some consulting. And in the back of my mind, I thought, I, I, at some point I wanna reconnect with Laterno. It's a little mm-hmm. awkward, not that I didn't have any contact with Laterno while I was at other institutions, but nothing real, uh, uh, serious because of my connections at the institutions where I was working. Uh, and I started to do some consulting and lo and behold, the company that I was doing some work with had a contract to, to do some consulting at Laterno mm. and, uh, and they tapped me to be part of that team. And, um, and so that was my first reconnect with Laterno was to, to be on an enrollment consulting team um, several years ago. And, uh, and, and I think I told Terry Zietlow this story, but when we, got out of the car and all the colleagues around me from this consulting company said, this is one of the most beautiful campuses we've ever been on. And it's like, wow, they wouldn't have said that in 1972 when I first stepped up <laughs> campus. And yet now it's kind of made me well with pride that, uh, that here are these um, unbiased people who step on the, on the, on the many, many campuses uh, every single week would say that when they first get out of the vehicle on, on Laterno's campus. And so all of you alumni out there who, who experienced it in the 60s and 70s and 80s can be somewhat amazed by that. But if you've not been back on campus or uh, when you do come back, you'll see why they said that. Uh, so just that as a little sidelight. But anyhow, I, my, my experience then as a consultant here, which was very positive, I had a great experience. got to know Dale, the, the current president, very well. And very few people left that were here when when I was, but uh, but those that were, I, I I looked them up and got to see them, which was mm-hmm. fun. But uh, but obviously it's a it's a new group of people that are that are working at Laterno, and uh, and and I got I got asked to be part of the alumni advisory council, mm-hmm. and uh, and hadn't really thought about that, but was very gra- uh, gratified that they they asked me to do that. I, and uh, and I think what I brought to the table with that with that or uh, with that. Uh, council was uh, I sat on the other side of many of those at several institutions as a staff member who interacted a lot with the alumni groups uh, at the various institutions that I worked and uh, and so I was able to, to share the perspective of what uh, uh, of what they're going through and so um, so uh, w- one of my real convictions about a, an alumni advisory council is that we ought to be an encouragement to those who are on the front lines 
working at the inst at the institution that we know and love. And while it's real easy for us to to be critical of what's going on or want our opinions to be heard, which they should be, that's why we're there. There should also be an element of let's encourage the people who are doing the work, the hard work, uh, and the and the heavy lifting uh, on, on the campus. So, so that for those out there that don't know what the alumni advisory council does, we actually have five purposes, and and we've been working kind of hard to make sure that we stay focused on those and to clarify those and keep those at the at the forefront of what we do when we meet and and in between our meetings, the activities that we. Uh, partake in as as volunteers at Laterno being on this council and those are to inform and connect the alumni uh, to help people like Daniel and others at the, at the university who, who really want the alumni to be and stay connected. We want to be an extension of them and helping uh, the alumni to, to get reconnected like like we did, like each one of us did as uh, that are part of the alumni advisory council and to help other people get reconnected and kind of be aware of what's going on. We all know that there are various stages after you graduate of, uh, uh, of life. And uh, sometimes it can be several years until you're kind of in a position like, like me in a position to reconnect. And, uh, and we want to be there uh, uh, standing at the ready to help those people reconnect when they're at that point. And so, uh, so that's one of the things that we want to do is be an extension to help alumni be informed and connected. The second one is to promote Laterno externally outside of the circle of alumni. Those people who've never heard of Laterno, we ought to be part of that mouthpiece out there as, as active alumni and particularly leading that charge should be the Alumni Advisory uh, Council. So we want to find ways to be able to promote Laterno externally, whether it's telling people about the opportunity they have to uh, uh, to send their sons or daughters there or to attend there and be on the lookout for people who actually look like they would be a good fit for Laterno and, and encouraging them to consider it as a, as a place to enroll. Uh, the third then is to mentor current students. So we wanna be actively involved in the, uh, in the career fair and other ways that we can, can actually get involved with students and help them understand the world that they're gonna be uh, uh, moving into when they graduate uh, just because of our own experiences after graduation. And I know some of the members of the Alumni Advisory Board, that, that's really where their heart is. And they're really uh, uh, very much engaged with, with students on a regular basis. So we love having members on the Advisory Council where that's their heart. And, uh, and like I said, we have a few that are that definitely that's what they want to do. But all of us want to do our part in terms of mentoring current students as well. The fourth one, which alumni often don't want to hear, but that, but it is important, and that's to help financially. It doesn't mean there's a requirement to give a certain amount if you're on the Alumni Advisory Council, but it is having a heart for understanding why that's an, an important component uh, of, uh, of of an, any institution's budget uh, is, to, is to have the alumni uh, providing some of those resources. Laterno literally could not survive financially without donations. And who better to be leading the way than those that actually experienced and got the benefit uh, of, of that, what I consider to be a very special kind of education. And so uh, so I actually considered a responsibility of alumni to, to give financially and to encourage other alumni to see that how important that is. And I love the way Daniel puts it, whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars or more, uh, it, that's not the important thing. But, uh, but we have we we actually have some statistics 
at Laterno that shows that among private higher education, we're among the lowest in terms of the percentage of alumni that that, that give financially to, to Laterno. And, uh, and I'm sure there are a lot of reasons for that, given the nature of our institution, but it still is something that I would like to say alumni need to be encouraged to understand that as a responsibility that they have after they graduate, whatever amount that might be. But uh, uh, so that's another role that we play is to, to, to provide leadership. And then the fifth one uh, is to represent the alumni position within uh, whatever our opinions or our perspectives are to the administration. And uh, we, uh, in the time that I've been there, we've already uh, done that uh, through uh, uh, two ways. One is we can communicate directly to the administration through the president's cabinet as an alumni uh, advisory board. And then the second is as the chair or the president of the alumni advisory council, I play a role on the board of trustees as a guest, a non-voting guest, but it allows me to also bring alumni perspective to discussions that happen at the board of trustees level. And I can gather input from the alumni advisory council to, to help me with that. So, so we, we're looking for four or five new members on the alumni advisory uh, uh, council right now. So if there's anybody out there that's interested, please, please don't hesitate to let me or Daniel know and uh, we'll put you on the list to be considered. And uh, we're going to be doing that in the near future. So. Um, so please consider it. Yeah, um, Roger, thank you. And I think, Roger, one of the things just to echo, you've done an incredible job. I mean, in my first year of getting experience, the, the council just meeting with you all twice. You've done a great job of keeping us focused on that, those five core sort of objectives of encouraging my team, but just such a tremendous job. The alumni council does such a great work of, of bringing ideas and really helping us see new ways we can connect with alumni. But then you guys come alongside us and you actually help us implement those and you help us kind of live those out. And so we're so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the experience you bring to the council um, in your way, in your own way and from your own background. So thank you for that. So, well, you know, it's a fun interest, um, Dan, and for Dan to share here in a second, because Dan is not only a member of our alumni council, he's actually our vice president right now, our vice chairman. Um, he also this year has taken on a leadership role on the Laterno University Foundation. And as you heard a few minutes ago, Bill Anderson said that one of the, the goals of the Board of Trustees is to help us be future thinking and forward thinking. That, yeah, we've got things we've got to deal with today, but that's really the staff and the leadership of the university deal with the daily operations. And our board helps us to sort of think future and what's coming ahead. I think the foundation's board in a lot of ways is also to help us think future. How do we not only provide for the university now, but what does it look like for Laterno to be sustainable moving into the future? And so I'm so excited that Dan serves on our Laterno University Foundation. So Dan, would you share a little bit with us about your reintroduction into Laterno and your role on the, the foundation and what the foundation does and its purpose uh, for the university? Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Um, as you introduced me earlier, you said I came to Laterno in uh, 1979, which is true. Um, what you didn't say, though, was I was a very young leader at the time, and I uh, really was looking for a place where I could grow in my faith as well as get, at the time, the only accredited engineering degree available at a Christian school in the U.S. So the Lord blessed in providing all of those things. And so I met my wife here, obviously. Interestingly, Kathy's family is from East Texas. And so you say reconnecting to Laterno. I'm not sure that we ever really severed a connection. We had multiple visits back to East Texas over our, our years of marriage and as our family was growing. And um, 
we retained a lot of close friendships with folks at the university and in the community. You know, coming back to visit the church that we had attended and seeing friends that we had uh, developed over those many years. So I guess in a way, um, we never lost touch, but that contact, I think, ratcheted up about six or seven years ago when our, our twins, John and Eva, were looking at schools and they, they did their thorough search and they looked at a variety of schools around the country. They both independently came to the conclusion that they individually wanted to attend Letourneau. Um, we were not disappointed in that. But the question, and Bill brought this up earlier, and my key concern, if you will, or the key question was, where is the university at? Has it really held to the core foundational principles of Christ-centered education and, and practical training that it had you know, from the start, you know, going back now 75 years? And we were, you know, as we dug into it a little deeper, we were just so thrilled to see that this was indeed still the hallmark of Letourneau University. So, mm. um, so fast forward then to, to 2014, both John and Eva came and studied here. They graduated in 2018. Our okay. son-in-law, you know, another one of those Letourneau stories, a boy meets girl. And uh, interestingly, this wasn't mentioned in the bio, but our son-in-law's father, Brian Stevens, is also a Letourneau alum. Oh, wow. So there's six of us, if you will, in the family, we also have a 16-year-old daughter here at home yet. And if you if you start a program with horsemanship, maybe she'll come to Letourneau. <laughs> I'll see what I can get started. If we can get that started here in the next year or two. But, but we do have the, the blessing of having been not only students, both mm -hmm. Catherine and myself, but also being parents of students. And, you know, when you're a parent, you take a little different view on things maybe than you do as a young 18 to 20-year-old. You know, not that you're living through your children, but you're you're still guiding them and you're still very concerned for them. And what really um, ratcheted it up for me was just the, the blessing that they received as young adults, getting an education, making friends, developing, you know, their own spiritual walk, you know, outside of the home and being able to come away, you know, even more grounded in their faith and, and ready to do what God had called them and prepared them to do. So, um, that just really got me excited. So maybe five, six years ago, we're thinking, well, we are re-engaged to the university. We're writing checks every month to pay for tuition and such. But are there, are there more ways that we can get involved? Because we were reaffirmed, I think, in just the fact that these values are still present. And so it really was a bit of a, um, I'm not sure how it happened, but I was asked to serve on the Alumni Council and have you know been very pleased to do that and as roger has just shared i mean the engagement that we can have with fellow alums and trying to encourage them it has been a real joy for me and uh, in the last couple of years uh, how god leads it's really an amazing thing i happen to be visiting with uh, terry zitlow in the development office and uh, a fellow that was recently hired there by the name of tom bevan was introduced to me and we were just chatting for a few minutes in the foyer and he kind of quickly expressed to me a little bit of the vision of this new thing called the Letourneau University Foundation. And it resonated with me immediately because I could see the value that it provides. And I'll get into a minute, just a little detail of it. But, you know, the Lord connected my heart, I think, with that mission. Mm -hmm. And which is, I think, all of our experiences, 
we had our hearts connected to the mission and to the the program and to the experience and the opportunity that Letourneau offered. So to, to focus a little bit on the foundation itself, um, the foundation is really responsible to, to steward the endowed resources that the university has. There are endowed scholarships. There are substantial gifts that people want to give to you know, generate a, a bit of a legacy and testimony of faithfulness, um, what they've been blessed with. They want to give back to the university. So somebody has to oversee that, some organization. And the Board of Trustees established the Letourneau University Foundation um, late in 2017, early 2018, to act as a an semi-independent entity of the university. And I'll say it in such that there is a board of directors for the foundation, which are a majority of university trustees. So the university retains through that relationship oversight of what the foundation does, but there are also non-trustees that serve on the foundation board, including myself. And, and our role is, of course, to, to try to propagate and to encourage giving towards, you know, a lasting legacy at Letourneau. Now, it, it's not just about asking people for money. It's really trying to generate a relationship with people as a as a trusted advisor, a friend, you know, somebody who they can know has a common experience and common background. For example, as we might reach out to alumni, they'll know, oh, they kind of know where I've been. They kind of know, you know, what I've experienced, at least to some degree. Yeah. And so we can we can propose some estate planning and legacy planning sort of activities. It's key to, I think, understand the foundation's dual mission. The dual mission is, first of all and foremost, to benefit Letourneau University through ongoing significant giving that would allow us to have an endowment and resources to sustain ourselves. But the second, which is the other side of the coin, but equally important, is to be a ministry to those who we serve. Mm -hmm. If we're serving alumni, if we're serving you know, friends of the university, we, we want to help them. We want to hear their story. We want to understand what their charitable intent might be and be able to help guide them into meaningful ways that they can do that. That that could be through, you know, gifts out of wills, it could be through, you know, other gifts, stock gifts, cash gifts, et cetera. But it, if Laterno University has been meaningful in your life as an alum, as it has in mine, I would wanna think, is there a mechanism, is there a way that I can give back that not only helps the university, but also helps to, you know, sustain the things that God has laid on my heart. So we have seen great blessing. Just an example of that in this past year was that the the funds available for scholarships for students in 2020 was double the amount in 2019 due through the investment oversight and additional giving that was brought into the foundation. We were able to, to double the amount of scholarships given. And what a blessing. And, and my, God's timing is perfect, right? Yeah. What time for it as so many students were in desperate need and mm. I'm not sure I can come back and, you know, I'm really going to need help. And, you know, the God who has the cattle on mm. a thousand hills provides the resources that are needed. We're hoping to see that continue. Yeah. Um, and I'll just mention one other thing. I don't want to get political about it, but we all can kind of see the direction things are headed in our society. It, it is not uh, improbable that, Christian higher education will be very constrained in future years to receive federal funding. Yeah. 
mm. in some form or another. It's, it's quite likely there'll be greater constraints on things like subsidized student loans, and there'll be constraints on direct grants and so on. So if, if the foundation can build up a large enough um, sustainable base to be able to offset what we think might be going away in near terms, what a, what a way to you know, promote and to propagate the legacy of Laterno University. So there's a lot of lot of opportunities there. There's a lot of resources that are available and I'm sure you'll speak to to ways that people can access that, Daniel, as we close out later, huh? Yeah, I will. Um, Dan, thank you. I, I think that was just a, such a great sort of explanation. The foundation really is in many ways a dovetailing with what Bill shared earlier, that we want to be future focused. We want to make sure there isn't mission drift under our watch. And the foundation and the alumni council and the board of trustees and every advisory council and committee and board across the university holds those things in common. And the three of you are a part of us sort of stay in the course and think about, Lord, how do we think about what could happen down the road? Like you just said, Dan, and I'm grateful for that. Well, our time is nearly at an end. So what I want to do is ask you guys to share just ever so briefly, because our time time is near the end. Um, think about a peer or a colleague of yours who maybe wants to know how, where, how can I contribute to Letourneau? And we know there's a financial need, but maybe would you just share one idea you have or one challenge or one thought you might have for a non-financial way that an alumni can help us stay the course help us be prepared for the future, um, and help us just really continue to be this institution that our alumni love. So we'll go to the same order, Bill, Roger, Dan. What's a, a quick idea or a quick challenge you might have for fellow alumni wanting to give back to the university? Okay, I'll try to be quick. This is pretty exciting. Uh, tell your story. If you're like me, your Laterno education, uh, which has served me well for, for over 50 years now, uh, and was uh, foundational to my career success, Tell your story about how Laternal enabled you, how God used that in your life, and use that story to introduce Laternal to high school students, their parents, and their grandparents. Uh, there's so much misinformation out there right now about the value of, of higher education. And is it worth the expense? This is not a cost. This is an investment, and it's an investment that uh, that pays uh, big dividends. And you need to be armed with some information, and that brochure Daniel mentioned will give you some talking points. But 96% of our students um, have a job when they graduate from Laterno. That's a terrific return on investment. Mm -hmm. Our students uh, have a job in hand before they have their diploma in hand. So tell your story and tell of, of the Laterno uh, education advantage that you have enjoyed and, and that served you well. And then just real quick, introduce Christian schools to Laterno. We have a dual credit program where kids can stay at home, eat out of their parents' fridge, and while they're finishing their junior and senior years in high school, begin to pick up college credits. We have 1,100 students doing that from across the country right now, and it's a great uh, way of making uh, Laterno more accessible and more affordable. So give them that advantage, too. Thanks, Bill, for that. Just to echo those, too, I mean, one of the number one ways that students end up at Laterno is they've heard about Laterno through our alumni. And over half of this year's freshman class took a class at Laterno through our dual credit program before they ever came to campus. So those are two incredibly powerful ways that our alumni can help Laterno stay on mission and stay future focused. Roger, what about you? What would be your thought? Yeah, well, Bill stole my thunder. Uh, yeah, the, so when, whenever I, <laughs> on any campus as an enrollment person, if I've ever been asked what 
what can alumni do? There's a long list of things that alumni can do uh, to help with enrollment uh, at any institution. But the number one thing out of my mouth every time was create buzz. Uh, you know, colleges and universities can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on things like advertising and public relations, all, all of that kind of thing in order to kind of get their name and their story out there. But nothing, not, none of that is as powerful as 25,000 alumni telling their story, like Bill said. And, and so that buzz that needs to be created in the churches and in the workplaces and in the schools and in the communities and the neighborhoods out there. There's nothing more powerful than, than that, that army of, of alumni out there creating that buzz uh, about Laterno. So, so that would be my number one. And, and I mentioned this before, and it's a little bit off the beaten track I, I, uh, path, I think, for, uh, for alumni to think about. Uh, but I think one of the most powerful things alumni can do is encourage those on the front line at, uh, on the campus. And uh, and so uh, so anytime that uh, that I got word from an alum that they appreciated the work that I was doing, it was gold to me. And and so I think that can make a huge difference uh, in uh, uh, employee retention, things that are important. The best people at Laterno that are working on the front lines, being encouraged and then staying on the job and and actually being motivated to do to do their job better is extremely important to the sustainability of an institution. And, uh, and I've seen extremes on that campuses where that just doesn't happen at all. And other campuses where it happens a lot. And so, uh, so I would say, think about as an alum, how can you encourage, whether it's a faculty member, a staff member or an administrator at, at Laterno? Roger, those are two great ones. And, and let me just follow those up. I mean, um, Roger, that second one, I think about the semester that just happened and how tired our student life staff are from a really intense semester with the pandemic, how tired our faculty are who had to juggle online and on ground and hybrid and students out of class because of COVID-19 and in class. So if you're an alumni watching this and, and there's a, a faculty member or a staff member who was a blessing and encouragement to you while you were here, I encourage you. I think that is a great recommendation. Take a minute to write them a note of encouragement, especially at the end of this incredibly long, unusual fall. That would just be um, bomb the soul and, and just uh, a tremendous encouragement to them. So I encourage you that. The second one is that that first idea you had, Roger, was so key. If you win an award, if you're introduced somewhere, if, if you are having a story highlight your career, if you mention that you came to Laterno, I can't tell you how um, God uses that to open doors for people who maybe never heard of us, but they've been following your career or God's using your story to encourage them. And all of a sudden they want to find out about this place that you went. So take every opportunity you can to let people know that God used Laterno in your story and to shape you. Well, Dan, you have the unenviable task of following up. Um, Bill and Roger got the easy fruit. So what one or two things would you share with your fellow alumni? Consider doing these uh, as you think about your contribution to Laterno. Yeah, as much as, you know, my heart in my early days was on the admission side, mm -hmm. uh, the advice or encouragement I give to alums now is in your workplace, you know, mm -hmm. set yourself apart as, you know, a competent Christ-centered employee, and then use that testimony, if you will, to talk to your HR people and have them hire Laterno grants. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to say, why would I want to go and look for a you know, a graduate from Laterno University, and hopefully you could say, well, look at me. <laughs> I mean, not proudly, but 
I mean, yeah. we are we are lights for Christ. We are test. We are living testimonies of what God has done in and through us. And Laterno University, our experience, our training, our upbringing, and all that happened here for for each of us as alums is so critical. And um, I'm I'm excited about the fact that so many get hired, but there are more that can be. And uh, so, um, I guess just being that that light in the place that God has you in that workplace, in your local church, in your community, so that people will be drawn. Mm. That Thank you, Dan, for ending us on that note. I mean, it makes me think of another story that's coming out in this Now magazine of Daniel Woit. Daniel got hired on as an engineering company, at an engineering company without his BS, realized he needed it. And guess what? He was working with six Laterno graduates who had all gotten jobs at the same company. He saw not only their expertise, but their character and he finished his degree with us as a result. So that's a great encouragement. To the three of you men, I feel like the things that you have just encouraged us to do are not things that you're encouraging because you're not doing them, but you think they'd be good. They're things that you embody every day. So on behalf of our department as an alumni team, on behalf of the university, thank you for the ways you guys give back. Beyond your financial gifts are generous, but beyond that, you've given them your time, the story God's given you, the expertise you developed over years, you've come back and made us a better place. So thank you for your time today. I know we've run longer than I asked you to commit to, but you've been gracious with your gifts of time and your insight. Thank you three uh, for this and for what you do. Daniel, can, can I extend our time just a trifle? Sure. If you guys are, have the time, that's great. The, the things that we've shared, many of these are, are things that every alum can do without writing a check, uh, but will make a huge impact. But I do want to address the financial side. Uh, yes, I'm an alum. Uh, I grew up in a, in a uh, family dairy business. We had practically no money to work with. We had no idea how we were going to pay for, for my college. And I paid off my college loans for, for 10 years after graduation. And I hear from alums things like, you know, the only time I hear from Laterno is when you're asking for money. Well, you just heard us share a number of ways that you can help us without writing any checks. But I do want to encourage you with a, with a reality. I paid my school bills, but I did not cover all the expenses of my college education. Uh, there would not have been a Laterno College if it hadn't been for donors and benefactors who, who had a vision for the importance of giving to Laterno because of the Christ-centeredness and the, uh, the ability to, to influence young men and women going out into the workplaces as ambassadors for Christ, skilled in their craft and uh, well-grounded in the word of God. And somebody ahead of me was generous enough to be a donor that enabled me to go to Laterno. Uh, they, didn't, uh, they, didn't, they didn't buy me a scholarship. I paid my school bills, but my school bills that I paid did not cover the full cost of, of my uh, education. There were donors who covered the balance of that cost. And that still continues. And God laid it on Nan's heart and mine a few years ago, uh, and he enabled us to, uh, uh, to, to uh, fund an endowed scholarship. We weren't sure how in the world we were going to do this. We started with a number, and God actually grew that number. And uh, we are so excited to be able to have a small part in continuing to make Laterno affordable for more students. And every year we get introduced to somebody who's a recipient of that scholarship. And, you know, it might have been a little bit painful up front, but the fact is that thing is now working for us. It, it, uh, we, have, we have no effort other than to read thank you notes and to realize uh, the testimonies that are being built and the lives that are being shaped at Laterno because uh, somebody who needed a scholarship 
was able to get one because God laid it on our heart and we responded and said, God will do it if you'll enable us. And he did. And it's such a joy to see um, the impact of Maternal University on these young lives. And we're still hearing from them after graduation. I encourage you to consider uh, investing in an endowed scholarship. It is really worth the effort. Oh, Bill, thank you for that. What a wonderful note to end on, because you're absolutely right. There are all sorts of ways to financially give, and every single person pays something, and nobody pays everything, their uh, education it costs. Um, but that's only possible because of the gifts of alumni and donors. So, Bill, thank you for ending us on that note. Um, I have a few announcements, so if you're watching, stick around with us. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your leadership across this university and on your boards and councils, and uh, I wish you and your families the very best this Christmas. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Daniel. My pleasure. Well, it's been a joy to get to sit with those men and, and hear from them. And, and I just want to echo what Bill just said. Gifts and contributions mean so much. And I want to share a couple of stories with you as you consider what you might do. You know, one of the things that's really important to us and I've learned over the years is, it's again, it's, it's not about the amount you give, it's that you give. As Roger Kiefer mentioned, we have a very small percentage of our alumni that give. It's about three to three and a half percent. That is one of the lowest percentages of alumni giving in the CCU colleges. We'd really like to see that grow. And one of the things I think might help that is for you to understand how important that number is to us. Do you know that when we go out and we, we go to donors who might have more resources and the ability to give more substantially, or we go to foundations or grants and they ask us, hey, how many of your alumni are giving back? Because really that's a testimony to, to the work we've done here with our students. If we can go to them and say, man, 10% of our alumni give back every year, 15% of our alumni give back every year, that speaks volumes to those who might be able to and would want to give to the university. And so I want to encourage you, as you think about this end of year, if you haven't given a gift to Laterno this year, and maybe you're saying, man, I just don't have much I can give. Do you know, I want you to know that your gift of $5 increases that percentage of alumni giving. It changes the conversation for us with donors and with grants and foundations. And so your gift of $5, your gift of $500, $5,000 or greater makes a huge difference, not only today, but over the course of the next year and several years as we write grants and foundations and approach donors. So I encourage you, consider giving a gift this year, no matter how small or how large it might be. I also want to follow up with what Bill Anderson shared about endowed scholarships. Did you know that you can join together maybe with um, dorm mates, with fellow alums, and establish an endowed scholarship together? It doesn't have to be a single gift from you. It can be a series of gifts from a group of people that would establish a scholarship that would fund $1,000 or more each year towards student scholarships, making it possible for students to come. In addition to that, I just want to remind you here at the end that we have that match, those matching gifts up to $250,000 here in December for those who would give towards COVID relief. And so if it's on your heart to help our students and their families who have been impacted in significant ways by COVID-19, we want to invite you to give. We're in the middle of what we're calling our million dollar month, right? We had a million dollars extra we needed to raise this year to meet those needs our students had to be able to attend. And so in order to meet those million dollars, we've set our million dollar month this, this month, our million dollar goal. Would you think and consider joining us in that? And for the first $250,000 given, that will be doubled. And so really that first $250,000 given becomes the first half million this month. So we want to encourage you to consider and pray about it. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can email us at alumni at letu.edu 
or call us at 903-233-3840. Again, that's 903-233-3840. We'd love to help you out that way. You got a glimpse of it, but I also want to let you know that the Laterna University Foundation is here to help you with more complex gifts, maybe gifts of stock or real estate, or maybe you're looking for what might be financially um, beneficial to you in taxes this coming year. Go ahead and reach out to us as well, and we'll connect you with the right people. Your gifts and your support and your time and your expertise um, and in your money make a huge continued difference here as we seek to be faithful in the mission God's called us to, as we seek to be forward thinking, knowing that God has been faithful for 75 years. We're expecting, anticipating these next 75 years are going to be even more incredible as God continues to be uh, our, our leader and, and our, our king and our sovereign Lord and, and lead us as we follow him faithfully. Well, the last thing I would want to share with you is one of the things that I was struck by in hearing from Bill Anderson, from Roger Kiefer and Dan Francesco, is how God has allowed them to go out and have careers elsewhere in, in mentoring, in leadership development, in higher education, in engineering. Um, and now they've come back and they're using that expertise to make us a better place by serving on our boards and our councils. And so if you're in that point in your career where you say, man, Lord, I feel like you've allowed me to learn and grow and, and develop some skills. I want to invite you to be a part of these councils and boards that that help Laterno stay on mission, that help us think about the future. So if you have any interest in being a part of that, you can reach out to Dr. Terry Zilo, our VP of Development, or myself. Um, reach out to either one of us. Again, if you want to contact us at alumni at letu.edu, we can put you in touch with the right person. We would love to see you serve and pour back in this university if that's something God's given you a heart for. Well, on behalf of all of our team, on behalf of our alumni around the world, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the ways that you pray for this institution. Thanks for the ways you encourage our faculty and our staff and our students. Thank you for the stories you're sharing that God's given you with others that they would find out about what God's doing here at Laterno. He's continued to do amazing things. And in January, we start our 75th anniversary celebration. So we hope you'll make plans to join us next year at homecoming and throughout the year at special events. Thanks so much. We'll be back here in a couple of weeks on Christmas Eve. A special pre-recorded session with alumni from Alaska will be our last of the year to drop. So we hope you'll join us for that conversation on December 24th. Have a great day. God bless and wish you all the very best. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterna University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.edu forward slash alumni.